Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Brutal Politics. I'm your host, Kyle Beckman. Today's topic of conversation is going to be about the big tech tyranny that we are currently seeing. Today, as many of you already know, it happened just in about last hour or two, President Donald Trump's official Twitter account has been permanently banned. Then came the big tech purge. It wasn't just Donald Trump. He was probably the top one that was taken down. But in the past 24 to 48 hours, big tech has been making big moves to silence conservatives. To silence groups that are... I. Partially conservative, but the other part is is that they even are there to assist you in making a bigger decision of whether or not you want to just be stuck as a Democrat. Walk away by Brandon Straka, the the leader of Walk Away. Uh, Brandon Straka's group Walk Away has been permanently erased from Facebook. They're still on Instagram. But there's there's literally no reason why they would remove Walk Away. Walk Away was actually the movement that gave me the feeling of alternate choices than being stuck with the Democratic Party after I felt that the Democratic Party didn't represent me anymore. Um, I'm, it, it, even on my parlor account, it says that I'm, and I still am, I still am a registered Democrat, but I will be changing that and i don't think i will be registering as a republican though either uh because really there's no difference they didn't do anything and there's people who are angry at president trump especially because president trump and the it's not just president trump president trump couldn't have done like some sort of executive order and removed it what needed to be done was through the legislature they should have, or I mean, through Congress, through the House of Representatives and Senate, you, you had, would have had to have passed legislation to not repeal Section 230, but amend it to force big tech not to silence people like they are currently doing. Now, here's where it gets even worse. Now, it, now there's, there's an argument to be made where it's like, well, this is Twitter, they're a private company, they can kind of do whatever they want. Well, that's a sitting president that they just banned. And for no real reason. President Trump didn't incite violence at his rally. President Trump didn't tweet out inciting violence or encouraging violence. President Trump said, be peaceful, respect our our police, uh, and then also he went and sent out videos saying, look, I understand you're angry and, and, you know, what they did was wrong, but you have to go home. You can't be doing, you can't be being violent. So he, he must've tweeted like with the videos, begging people to go home, quit uh, with the violence with everything. He must've tweeted like six or seven, maybe even 10 times begging people to, Go home, don't or don't engage in violence. Yet still, Twitter, through 
the mental gymnastics of the far left of that company that control that company removed him. Facebook is doing the same thing. They're purging Instagram because they're a part of Facebook. They're purging. Um, and the one, so, so, the, so Twitter banning a sitting president is egregious. Uh, censorship like that for, for no real reason other than you just don't like the man. That's really what it came down to. Maybe because they feel that now, because of the Electoral College certification, there's nothing stopping Joe Biden. You know, it's it's very frustrating to see. And, and, and there's a part of the, the country on the left that's loving this. They think this is wonderful. They look like, oh, the mighty king has fallen. Here's the thing. Remember that saying? First they came for the the you know, first they came for the Catholics. I said nothing because I wasn't a Catholic. Then they came for the Muslims. I didn't say anything because I wasn't Muslim. Then they came for the Jews, and I said nothing because I wasn't a Jew. And then they came for me. And there was nobody there to stand up for me except for myself. Something to those words. And that's what this is. The left is seeing this and being like, ha, good. I'm glad Trump's gone. Bye. You know, thank you, Twitter. Here's the problem. If they can do that to Trump, it was, you know, for the, supposedly was the most powerful man in in the world as our president that seems to have not been actually true um the the the, the deep state the swamp that's where the power is that that leviathan that just keeps on turning just keeps on slithering along yeah, he might have taken off a few scales. Might have made it bleed a little bit. Uh, here's the reason why I still... Look, I, I, I feel bad for those who, who lost their lives at the U.S. Capitol. Here's why I still feel that what occurred had some good reason. Is it went to the Leviathan's lair... And I think it spooked the Leviathan a little bit. And that's why you're seeing what's going on. They're sending out their jackboots in big tech to try and take us all down. They, they hate a little rebellious spark. It reminds me of kind of where King Leonidas in the movie 300 when he threw that spear and it hit Xerxes' cheek and he bled a little bit. It was kind of showing that you could even a god king can bleed. And going to the U.S. Capitol, people are going and talking about, oh, well, you know, it's like, you know, we, 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 we oppose violence and all this stuff. And it's like, how was this country formed? Does anybody remember the Boston Massacre? 
Sure, it was like maybe 18 people, but it was still, it was us fighting for our rights, us fighting to be free. And in a modern day, technology is how we communicate. That is our speech. It isn't just going out to the public square and shouting and saying how King George is an a-hole and that, you know, taxation without representation is an illegitimate government, uh, things of that nature. Uh, you know, that's not how we communicate anymore. We still, obviously, we still have our voice. We still speak. Some people still make phone calls and they don't just text. But the majority of communication now is done online. The way in which groups are formed is done online. And people have a right to form groups online. Antifa seems to be able to form groups online. BLM is able to form groups online. The left is fine with their groups. BLM and Antifa, they're just the brown shirts of the left. And they they have been the most violent. How many lives were lost during the summer months of 2020? Due to the hands of the left. Yeah, you know, people go and talk about, well, Kyle Rittenhouse shot two rioters and and you know severely injured a third. Yeah, he did, and it appears to have been in self defense as they attacked him. So they were violent, and he acted in return in self defense. So those two. Those two deaths are still on the hands of the left because it was their violence, their destruction that led to those deaths. Attacking a 17-year-old boy. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he had a rifle. Oh, thank God he did. One of those guys had a Glock. I believe it was a Glock 26. So don't come at me with, oh, well, he had this rifle. Oh, scary rifle. That guy had a Glock. Handguns do 98% or even more of the deaths in this country by gun violence. AR-15s are responsible for maybe 1 to 1.5% of uh, deaths. Don't 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 use the scary black rifle as you know, it's 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 nothing but a pawn in the whole scheme to try and gun grab. And that's the other thing. Is our, our Second Amendment is under attack. Our First Amendment is under attack. There, when you're pushed back against the wall, when you see what is happening, that's how you get things like the U.S. Capitol situation. That's when you go to the Leviathan's lair That's when you see people do that. You see people who are frustrated, people who have no other way to find a resolution, and they get desperate. They get desperate to be demanded to be heard. Now what they're doing with Twitter, and and, and I, I, I am getting to 
the point of Twitter and Google, there's going to be a comparison between what's going on with Google and, and Apple and things like that and apps. But what you're seeing with Twitter, by shutting people down, what you are seeing with Apple and Google now going after Parler, I, I have my Parler account is just is just buffering because there's because they, they they have it in in limbo as to what the future of Parler will be. I mean, by the time I'm done with this, Parler may be no more. Here's the th- you know, they're purging this. They these tyrants who have been let off the chains by their masters in Congress and the executive branch. I'm not saying so much Trump, but I am saying that Trump won, didn't do anything to stop this. Neither did Congress. It would have required both to work together to do something, and neither one of them did. So now we've got this, and now you have that commie Chinese puppet, Joe Biden, and Kamala Harris, you've got those jack wagons. And then you've got Congress that's happy to allow their big tech tyrants purge whatever remnant voice there is of Trump supporters and conservatives online. Don't think they won't come for the mainstream Republicans next. They will. And on and on it goes. Anybody who doesn't fit their narrative. This is just the beginning. And here's the problem with this, though. And other people have mentioned this, but I'm going to try and get more in-depth to it. I'm going to try and explain more. I hope I do. I hope I add a, a nugget of individuality with this and I, I come up with something somewhat intelligent. Because I, I, I'm riffing here. But I, uh, it's because this is so new and, and because this is so raw. And what, what's going on right now is absolutely a disaster. And it's a, it's a disaster for the left. And I'll explain why. It's a disaster for the left because when you try and silence people, like for instance, like when they talk about hate speech, you know, which isn't is a made up term created by academia. But when you try and create a this a world where it, it, you you require everyone to be the same and to think the same and to speak the same and to vote the same, will you? This is all of these things. You know, from Nancy Pelosi going and changing out, uh, taking out terms like mother, father, uh, you know, sister, brother, grandma, grandpa, uh, things like that, and changing it to parent, sibling, uh, you know, uh, things like that, you know, non-gendered terms. These are silencing. These are these are censoring efforts. It's to try and get control it is it, I, I know that sounds like it's a, it's a little thing but it's these little things that chip away at your first amendment 
your freedom to speak. Now, I understand that with freedom of speech has comes consequences, but we also are all free to be offended. I don't know when we became these little sissies that just can't be offended. You know, I, I, I've, I've had people with, with my son who has autism, I've had them call him retarded. Does that hurt me? Absolutely. Do I think those people are pieces of shit who say that? Absolutely. I hope they burn in hell. I hope that they get hit by a truck and then they become a vegetable for the rest of their life. That's what I hope for those people. I do. I don't give a crap if that's not nice. But they're not nice. And they're pieces of shit in my eyes. But see, here it is. That's me being offended, okay? I'm offended by that. That's my son. I love my son with all of my heart. I'd do anything for that child. I love him. So when somebody comes after my child like that, even if it's some random person on the internet, I still feel something about that. It's visceral. But the point is, is that that doesn't mean that I go and hunt that person down and bludgeon them to death. No, I just deal with it like an adult, maybe with some anger, you know, but I'll get, but I get over it. You know, the pain still stays, but you know, whatever, I move on with my life. Every, so that's the thing is that everybody has a right to be offended and to just get over it. So you're called a name. So they said something about your kid. So what? Screw them. Whatever. Move on. But no, now big tech has to become like this nanny state. It's, it's, a, it's a microcosm of the, what the, the left wants for the federal government to be. It's, it's another example. It's this nanny state approach. Save me because I'm offended. And by the way, my speech is the only speech that gets to be spoken, not theirs. What happens when they go and talk about white guys and stuff like that? They all talk, oh, you're straight white male and stuff like that. That's misandry and racism right there, folks. Them using racial and 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 and, and anti male speech is just as bad as the other side. Now I'm not saying that certain words don't hurt more than others because they do. But again, you know what? Hey. So if somebody says the N-word, for instance, and their company decides to fire them, it's a consequence for their actions. You know, that's a private company making a private company decision. That's how kind of like, to a degree, I can see an argument for Twitter maybe uh, suspending or, 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 or deleting certain tweets of a person if they say something that goes against their their terms of service. However, though, their terms of service are so vague and ambiguous that they can arbitrarily determine which tweets 
that they will silence. So we're going to go to talk about Trump's tweets really quick. Now, Trump's tweets, none of which advocated for violence, none of which advocated for the breach of the U.S. Capitol and the actions that took place therein. If anything, Trump said to be peaceful. If you're going to protest at the Capitol, protest in peace. He never said go in there, you know, rough up police, break windows, you know, enter into Nancy Pelosi's halls, you know, whatever. Yet, Twitter still took it as that. Twitter still determined, without any basis... That's that's what Trump said. That's 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 Trump said this, even though none of that is true. The media has has spun it, basically trying to say that Trump incited a riot. Trump led an insurrection. No, he didn't. He did none of those things. And this is why. Freedom of the press is one thing, but when you are no longer press, when you now are just making up lies, that's opinion that you that you frame as being press. You are not delivering the news. This is not news at that point. And people don't know that because a lot of people lack critical thinking. Because most of the news these days isn't actually news. It's not facts. It's opinion. With maybe like a sprinkling of facts. This isn't the the days of Walter Cronkite. The, the, this is now a, 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 a giant monster of a fabrication of just opinions and bias. Yes, there's both sides that have that. You know, you have the Fox News and you you have other ones, you know, OAN and, and Newsmax. You know, they've got their political sides. You know, but they, but those pale in comparison to the ones that really people rely on as 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 news when cnn or or you got abc or cbs or nbc or msnbc when they are creating stories based on a very minute amount of truth or based on a very minute of amount of facts they are doing a huge disservice. And so Twitter used some of these stories in which the mainstream media has been pushing these interpretations of Trump's tweets as justification to ban him permanently from their from their from 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 from, from their platform. That's that's what this really came down to was that they used a person's opinion 
as justification to ban Trump. That's that's the worst justification you could ever do. I mean, so that now just opens up a whole new can of worms for anybody on Twitter's platform. If somebody who is somewhat influential, let's say a, a media personality, takes offense to something or misreads it, because quite frankly, a lot of these people aren't the smartest people in the world, and so their reading comprehension capabilities are really low. Or they do know, which is probably more likely the, fa- the, the case, they do know what it says, but because they want to silence you, they will feign offense. They will feign outrage to get you removed, to silence you. And a, there is no appeal. There is no process of review. And that's just how it goes. So Twitter is doing its platform a disservice because then this opens it up to both sides being able to seek retribution against one another. Uh, And then ultimately what it comes down to is the thing that has been pretty much discussed up to this point is that it silences a part of speech. It silences a certain perspective. And what we see, what we have seen throughout history, is when you try to silence a group, or you ignore, and this is what I talked a little bit about, or this is what I talked quite a bit about uh, in regards to the U.S. Capitol, was when you ignore an aggrieved party or an aggrieved group, and they can't find a way to redress these grievances, they then act out. They then, out of frustration, uh, anger, uh, just desperation, all of those things, they act out and it can become violent. So, what happened to the U.S. Capitol is just going to happen probably more often in different ways more frequently because people are being silenced. They're not able to get out their anger. So that makes people, for lack of a better word, crazy. So there won't be Civil discourse. Civil discourse has already started to disappear from this country as it is. I I don't know how the rest of the world is. Uh, but this what happened on the sixth was uh, uh it sent a message that there is an erosion in civil discourse. And that what could have been done prior to that day to uh, 
redress the grievances for for those people was completely ignored and refused to be held for a a way to unite the country and to find a a resolution to make sure that everybody felt that the election results were secure and were accurate. So because that that didn't take place and the elites, the establishment just said, you know, go F yourself basically. And now you're seeing people who are angry, people who are grieving uh, this uh, Ashley Babbitt who, who died by a Capitol Police officer. There was also a Capitol Police officer who died as well, and and and, and I believe three other people. Uh, so in total, five died total uh, compl- uh, at the U.S. Capitol uh, events, and uh, all deaths are tragic. But because those occurred, and people are trying to share their frustrations and they're trying to talk with one another to talk about i don't know what what we do to go forward when you silence that you think that oh i'm going to be able to stop people from maybe uh going back to the US capitol and and causing more havoc well that's not all that you're 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 stopping you're also you may not even be stopping that because then things go more underground things go to other forms of communication people will find ways i mean what are we going to do tap the phones of 74 million americans that you think might be potentially uh, going and doing these things you know the the reality the reality is is that you are all you're doing is you're shoving this message this this speech that you think is so problematic and i hate that term because it's always used by the left uh but that you find to be so egregious so offensive so so bad you are now putting it into a much darker place where it starts bubbling in people's guts. Where you know, it's like when you're trying to stop racism, you don't shame people about racism. If anything, you want to have a dialogue, you want to have a conversation with that person so that maybe that they can learn something, so maybe that they can grow. Maybe they don't know a people of a certain group well then you as a person of that group you bring them over to your house or or you go and take them to an event for your uh for your culture and you show them that hey this is how it is and then hey they might be like wow you know this is pretty cool i mean you know cool food you know cool music you know great people you know you get to talk to people and that's how you that's how you get rid of racism you don't get rid of racism by telling somebody you shut up you're a terrible person how dare you you know and then silence them like muzzle them that's how you create you you breed resentment that's how you breed anger 
that's how you breed movements that you will see rise because they have no other recourse. Nobody's talking to them. People are ignoring them. People have canceled them. People have doxxed them. People have shamed them. People... There, there was a story I saw that a, a, a woman was doxxed by her daughter because her, her, the mother was a Trump supporter. The daughter doxxed her. Guess what? The daughter, uh, the daughter got her mother fired from her job. And then she started, the mother started receiving death threats. How is that going to go and change somebody? You know, it's almost like when you're trying to stop radical Islam or, or you're trying to stop terrorists and you bomb a freaking wedding or, or, or a funeral or something like that. Do you know what you just did? You just created a whole bunch of radicals just right overnight. So that's warfare is just another thing and and i i obviously i'm not as knowledgeable as somebody who has served but these things seem to not work out as planned and the same thing goes for for what twitter's doing and what apple and google are doing with parlor by holding them hostage and the other thing that's worse is about and, and Twitter's bad. All right, what Twitter's doing is just completely nuts, and it's terrible as a business. It's a bad business model. It's a bad. It's a bad solution to something that they see as a problem. So, with Apple and Google, this is even more egregious. This is where you have two companies telling a private company how to behave. Now, I understand that Parler as an application is using Apple and Google's platform, which Google may actually owe another company billions of dollars for creating, but that's another topic for another day. But anyways, back to this is that though Parler is using their platform, Parler already has terms of service. It says no pornography, uh, no racism, uh, no, uh, I, I believe, no graphic uh, images. So that, I mean, that's, pretty, that's pretty clear. Uh, that's pretty fair. You know? so, so what is it that Google and Apple want Parler to do? Well, because Parler has, is, is a big maybe conservative or, 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 or right of center platform that is now building and it's taking away from maybe other uh, platforms that they would can actually get money from. I'm sorry, but you know what? That's the game. That's capitalism, baby. That's competition. If people want to have a meeting place and they're conservatives and that's where they want to go, then Good on them. What Google and Apple are doing is extremely egregious and maybe illegal. Because it is because Parler isn't violating any of Apple or Google's terms of service. No. Now Apple and Google are trying to impose their will on a private company. <sighs> 
And that's egregious. That is beyond the pale. That is downright wrong. So we'll see what happens with Parler. I mean, by the time I'm, like I said, by the time I'm done with this call or this uh, episode, I may see that Parler, um, oh, now they're saying, I just got update just now that Parler is banned from Apple Store and Google Play. This just came out a few minutes ago. See, there we go. There it is. That sucks for me because, I mean, that's where I was starting to get a lot of people listening. So if if you are still hearing this or if you, you know, it's going to be like pirate radio. If you're hearing this, uh, <laughs> you're one of the resistance. Um, <laughs> or maybe that's like a, a from uh, the Terminator movie. The, I liked, okay, I liked the one with Christian Bale. I, I, a lot of people said it wasn't good. That was a good-ass movie. I don't care who you are. That was a good war movie. And that was really sick so if you are hearing this you are part of the resistance you are the the real resistance you're a conservative resistance you're you're because it's it's amazing how things took a huge pendulum shift i mean because the election wasn't so bad for for republicans but after the runoff and then all and the, now this purge, things are looking bad. Things are looking really bad. Um, that doesn't mean to give up hope. That that just means we are in for a long slog, and we are going to have to take it to him somehow. I mean, we are. Don't give up, and 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 the other thing is, don't be afraid. <sighs> you know. This, but th- there is, this is, this is bad. That, so, what I, I just can't believe that what Google and Apple did. That's, that is downright egregious. That, those companies should be ashamed of themselves. I ain't, nothing that, on I've been on parlor I've 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 read stuff there's nothing racist on there there's nothing look conservative opinions and stuff like that maybe saying cuck or or whatever you know about leftists and stuff and you know hey you know um yeah but but nothing nothing really nothing egregious nothing nothing that that warrants changing of the terms of service I mean, Jesus Christ. Companies are starting to sound like a bunch of petulant, spoiled-ass brats. That's what they're starting to sound like. And it's because our leadership acts the same way. When you lead like a petulant child, don't expect people to behave any different. It's like you are a parent. Your child, through osmosis, learns from you and mimics you. You're by leading by such poor example. People like Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, who used p- 
the American people as pawns for so long. Oh my gosh. And, and people just, oh, they just still follow them around like that, uh, that Joseph Stalin, uh, analogy with the chicken, they rips off the feathers and the chicken's bleeding and everything. And he keeps on giving it some, some seed and, and, and the chicken still follows him around even though he's been just just massacred that chicken that's the american people right now the american people are just the american people it's it's like stockholm syndrome you know you've fallen in love with your captor that's what's going on and and, and that the people Revere the government like some sort of deity. And that the people are allowing this to go on. And so so you know what? This is this is where we are. So where do we go from here? I I I asked that the other day and I was gonna wait till next week to have a video or a, a, a another podcast episode, but this week is just it it just it's like a snowball of shit. It just keeps on gaining and gaining momentum, and just I feel like I'm at the bottom of a, a a mountain, and I'm about ready to get squashed by this damn shit. So that's where that's how I feel. I've had kind of a shitty week, you know. Every all this stuff going on, um, my my optic that fucking spent almost thousand dollars on has to go back in for repair. Uh, cause it doesn't zero right. So yeah, I'm having a really fun week with all this bullshit. So yeah, I am cussing a little bit more on this episode. I do apologize, but, um, so yeah, this is, this is, this is what we're going to be dealing with for the foreseeable future. So hope somebody, I hope a few conservative billionaires or millionaires who have some who are tech savvy can get together and build something where we can all be together and talk and not have to worry about being censored because parlor was looking good. And then up, oh, well, I guess that went the way of the dodo bird. And you can still do it. Uh, I think you have to go through a, um, you have to kind of put like a desktop on your phone and you have to use, it that way so i mean you can still use parlor but <laughs> the the app for for android was at least that for me it was really user-friendly i i liked it i was a it's a good platform parlor is a good platform i i felt it was very enjoyable so so yeah that's very very disappointing so I think that what we're going to do is we're going to cut this episode a little shorter than I've been doing. But this is where where we're at, people. And there needs to be some changes because we what big tech is doing is going to be disastrous for them and it's going to be disastrous for the left. Not just because the right will, you know, rise back up, but you're 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 creating more problems than you're solving. And 
you're they're just so short-sighted on this and it's it's gonna result in some bad outcomes i i i predict i just predict it's gonna come there's you are going to create more strife you're going to create more animosity you're going to create more anger and instead of trying to find some sort of unity or trying to find some sort of common ground and trying to have a conversation with people that you disagree with, these these groups are just shutting people out and telling you to go F off. And people don't take well to that. People fight back. And it will probably lead to more violence because human the human condition is not it does not handle that type of action well so i do predict that there will be a a backlash by people on the right for for this you know for this response by twitter google and apple i i think that this is this is far from over and i think that they are going to regret the actions that they're taking i don't know how i don't know when but I believe people will 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 go after them, and I I just think it's a really I think these were really bad moves that they made today, and this is a a very <laughs> when Biden said it was a dark winter, now I think that he might have been foreshadowing things like this. And I think he was talking more to Trump supporters and conservatives than he was to the liberals. And this is this, these actions are reprehensible. They are egregious, potentially illegal, and I think that these companies should be sued to oblivion, at least. So that's that's my position on this. I, I think that this is just absolutely disgusting. So here we are, folks. Uh, we're going to go and conclude this episode. If you can, please subscribe. Please share this to people. Send it to uh, to people on you know through through text message. You know, just share it. Say, hey, go and listen to this guy. He you know listen to him. Um, you know, try and share it. Try to keep it going. Because Parler was actually kind of starting to help me pretty, you know, pretty well. I was starting to reach some people. So um, let's try and keep uh, sharing this out there. Let's try and keep, uh, let's keep the faith. Don't, don't go into that dark night. Do not, do not go down that road. Don't, don't go into a, a you know a pit of despair or anything like that. Be strong. Be. Just keep keep your 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 beliefs, and we will fight through this. We there will be a there will be better days, 
And this is this is this is kind of like the Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> where we're in a, a kind of a dark time with this new administration and their big tech allies flexing their muscles right now. But we will ultimately prevail, I believe. We just need to think smart about how to address this and to resolve this. So just stand firm and just keep the faith. So until next time, this is Kyle Beckman, and this has been another episode of Brutal Politics. God bless America. Take care.